I have a lot to say, so I'm going to try to get going right away. Uh, as Gavin mentioned, we are going through a um, three-week series on our vision, our values for restoration. It's, it's always good to be reminded of why we're here and where we're going, where we're heading toward, right? Uh, especially with most of 2019 before us. And I say most of the time it's good to be reminded of because uh, we should stop and remind ourselves of our destination, of where we're heading toward, and hopefully take stock of, of where we are in relation to where we were a year ago, or two years ago, or five years ago. Because we all want to grow, right? In terms of uh, professionally, we want to know that we are able to do our job so much better now than we did five years ago. Uh, it's the same thing. I hope I can say that I'm much more mature now at 47 than when I was 25. Actually, I know I can say that. Uh, so that's why it's always good for us to be reminded of where we are, where we've been, and where we're going toward. So uh, briefly, vision is, for those of you who may not know, having a vision is like having a destination of where you're trying to get to. And the values are the house how we will reach that destination. So before we talk about the, uh, the vision and values, I want to use the, the illustration of uh, Google Maps. I think we all have used Google Maps here, right? Most everyone? Um, so Google, it's, it's like when you go on Google Maps and you want to look for, um, to get to point A. So point A is the destination, right? And as you click on the direction of where you are and where you're going to, the house are like the different steps of you getting to your destination. So that's kind of like to give us an idea of, of why it's important for us to know the, the values for what we have, what restoration stand for, so that we can get to where we need to get to. Did that make sense? I just came up with that illustration at the last minute. So uh, I didn't get a chance to flesh it out in my mind. So I, before we talk about our visions and our values, I want to remind us on our name, restoration. Uh, the name restoration is from Psalm 126. This Psalm, 126, 126, speaks to each of us having been restored by God, uh, by his goodness through Jesus' death on the cross. And through his restoration, we are filled with his goodness, right? We have uh, a chance to, uh, uh, from, uh, from a place of personal revelation, of, of following, um, of knowing him, we get to experience, personally experience the joy and, and the laughter that comes with being in his presence, come with the understanding that we've been rescued from the dominion of darkness, rescued by his love. And God, now he's sending us to bring restoration to other people. Uh, so we're going to bring restoration to many other people so then they can experience the same thing. They can experience God's goodness and his love for us and experience an authentic everlasting joy and laughter, not just a superficial or not just a trendy joy, but an actual everlasting, authentic joy. And that's coming from Psalm 126, so I want to encourage everyone who God has called you to be a part of uh, Restoration to read that. If you have not read Psalm 126, please read it when you go home, and if you haven't read it for a while, please read it again just to remind of why we were established, what God has established for us to be. So the name... Restoration, so I, I say that to let you guys know that it was not based on my creative ability. Uh, we didn't, we didn't uh, pay a marketing company to come up with something catchy or something that people will find quickly on the website. It truly was from God. Uh, when Vanessa and I was praying, when God has put um, 
church plant now on our hearts that we were praying for what is the name, we were praying for where it's going to be, we were praying for what is the vision that God wants us to do, and we were praying for the values that God wants us to do. So, uh, so as I, s- I said earlier, the vision is a destination. The vision for restoration is to glorify Jesus everywhere. Hopefully, you see that as you come in here somewhere. It should be clear for everyone to know. And, and that is our destination, to glorify Jesus everywhere. We're going to keep on going until we do. Um, I want to stress that the vision, glorify Jesus everywhere, is not my vision. It's not uh, Gavin or Megan or me or Vanessa's vision. It's the vision that God has given to this church through me prior to the formation of the church. But that is the vision for this church. That is the vision for each and every one of us. So if you are a member of Restoration, that is also a vision for you, is to glorify Jesus everywhere. So that vision in general is not just for the leaders or for the mature Christians, whoever they are, or just for those who know more about God. It's for everyone here at Restoration. Um, And it's the same with our values that God has called us to be here. He's calling all of us to carry out the vision, the mandate, or the banner, so to speak, to fly the banner that he's given to each and every one of us here at Restoration. So I feel it's important to stress that point that the vision is for all of us, not just for me. It's not my own vision. It's all of us that God has given to each and every one of us here. Um, The things that we're doing, each of us is doing, is to follow the vision set before us by God. It's not about let's do this to help Hugh and Vanessa or let's not do this to help Hugh and Vanessa and Gavin and Megan or do this so that they can get to where they're going. It's for all of us at Restoration. We're in this together. Right? We're in this together, so we need to go all in together. He has brought each of us together from many different walks of life. If you take a look around the room, um, I hope you do once in a while, you realize that we're very different, you know, different in terms of where we came from, our ethnicities, and, and our, um, just, just a few years in age gap for us. Um, but anyway, and that makes up the local church, and I'll talk more about that next week in terms of what is an authentic, biblical local church. So as a side note, uh, if you are considering or praying through being a member of Restoration, that is a vision that you will also be a part of uh, when you join, if you, if you feel that God's calling you to be at Restoration. So glorify Jesus everywhere. That took a little while to get to the name and a vision. So everywhere is not just a neighborhood in, in, in Chicago, but everywhere, as in everywhere worldwide. Uh, it's very daunting, right? If you look around, you see it's such a small group especially from our very small beginning. However, after two years end, we are already beginning to see a glimpse of that. I was talking about the many different ethnicities. You know, we have people from many different ethnicities, over 15 countries. Um, I actually stopped keeping track after we, we got over 10 about a year ago. So this is unprecedented. I mean, I've talked about this in terms of for a startup church that's only been around for two years. Uh, that's what I mean about us beginning to see the glimpse beginning to see the glimpse of how God wants to use us to glorify him everywhere, uh, to reach our destination. And that's the destination that he's given to, uh, to restoration. So we're not meant to be a church consistent of people living within the five blocks radius. There's nothing wrong with living by here uh, in this neighborhood, by the way. But we, we serve a much bigger God. And the vision that he has given us, he wants us to be able to see it with a spiritual eye with a supernatural eye, not just what is around us, and be distracted by the natural. Because 
that is the vision that is given to us. Um, that's, the, that's the banner, that's a mandate that we want to keep in front of us at all times. Uh, he wants to use that and work through each and every one of us, individually and corporately, so that that vision will be accomplished until people everywhere will glorify Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, by the way, I just want to say about vision, like all churches should have, each church should have a vision somewhere, uh, as it is a destination of why they were formed and where they're going. You know, this, this goes with organizations also, whether it's for-profit or not for-profit, uh, businesses, groups form, uh, and I will even go as far as to say for families and individuals, we all should, or maybe I say need, to have a vision for our lives. Um, I want to take a minute to stress the importance of each a vision for our family and individuals, if you don't have families, is to know and have a vision for, for yourselves and your family. Seek God for that vision. Seek God for the vision for your life, for your families, if you're parents, if you have kids. Because don't seek God. Don't let other people set your vision for you. Don't let your peers set your vision for you. Because there's so much pressure nowadays in terms of what are we supposed to be. You know, we're supposed to be involved in sports. We're supposed to be athletic. We're supposed to like sports. We're supposed to be dressed like this, you know, dressed like that, you know, dressed like a hipster. I mean, I know I get affected by that, but... We have to make sure we seek that vision from God. Um, I lost track of where I am. So God, he's, he's, he's much bigger and better than anything that we can possibly imagine. So when we seek him for our vision for our lives, his plans and his purposes, purposes for us will be so much bigger and better than what we or what people can possibly imagine. So again, seek God for his vision over our lives. Otherwise, we'll, we will be just like people wandering around lost in the desert like the Israelites. I think we're all familiar with the story of the Israelites. God's taken the Israelites out of Egypt. They wander around for like 40 years and lost because they didn't know where they were going. They couldn't see the vision that God has set before them. They didn't have faith to believe in the things that God has given to them. So they died in the desert just like the Israelites. That's why I say it's crucial for all of us to seek God. Seek him for, the, for his vision on our lives. I want to encourage you in the strongest way possible. I think I've been saying that a couple times, right? Seek God for his vision over your lives. And actually, I can talk all day about the importance of having vision. But let's, let's switch gear and talk about one of our, one of our values, right? Be, uh, because it's, it's important. Otherwise, we're just going to get up, go to work, make some money, pay bills, go home, go to sleep, get back up again. It's, isn't that kind of pointless? Is it just me, or is it pointless for everybody, right? Um, all right, let's switch gear. Let's talk about why you guys are here. Um, you guys probably think, Hugh, when are you going to get to it? So as I mentioned earlier, the values for the, uh, the how, I think when you look on the Google Maps, and they'll tell you the directions and steps of how to get to where you need to get to. Uh, so the hows, there are three hows here at Restoration in terms of how we reach our destination. Number one, advancing his kingdom by obeying his great commission. The second thing is to live out the authentic biblical definition of a local church. And number three, live passionately for Jesus. Live passionately for his presence. Uh, this morning, we'll go through the first bullet point, advancing his kingdom. I do want to say that all three are equally important for restoration. Um, I want to use an illustration to help us understand the importance of all three. If, if you're sitting on a three-legged chair, the three legs need to be the same 
right? Because if you have one really long, one medium length, one, one short length, it's going to be very difficult to sit on that chair. So I want to say that it's very important to have all three and always keep all three of those values in mind. And that's what we um, are trying to live with and do all three. So um, advancing his kingdom. So uh, you hear that a lot, but what does it really mean and, and what is it? So let's talk about that, what it means for us. So this is one of the values for restoration, but I believe it should apply to all people everywhere, um, worldwide, because to make commission, to, because the great commission is to make disciples, right? I think you heard that before, which is to advance God's kingdom. has always been God's mandate from the very beginning. I do want to say it didn't just start with Jesus. It was from the very beginning. So let's take a quick look. I have some verses back here um, in the back of me, but I'm not going to go through each verse, but to say in the beginning when God created mankind, he said, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Right? And he reminded Noah again when he said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. And he told Abraham, I didn't get a chance to put up on the slides, he told that his offspring will be like dust on the earth in Genesis 13, or as many as all the stars in the sky in Genesis 15. All the stars in the sky, which is pretty a lot, right? That's a lot. Uh, he's, God spoke the same thing over Jacob, be fruitful and increase in number. And we see that he spoke the same thing to Isaiah in Isaiah 66. You know, I will send those out to the distant island and they will proclaim my glory among the nations. And then let's jump to Matthew 28, the Great Commission. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. This is Jesus. He wasn't just speaking to the disciples. He's speaking to all of us to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So as we can see, starting from the very beginning, God gave the same instruction over and over and over again. Be fruitful, increase in number. And he continued to remind his people throughout history, which we could see from the verses I had up there, right? And then Jesus, he brought us back full circle by reminding us again of the very first instruction that was given to mankind. After mankind was created, which is the Great Commission, is let's look at the Great Commission really quick. Go. Go is the same as be fruitful, right? Um, can, you, can you go to the next slide? Um, one more, one more. Okay. So when he said go, it's the same thing as be fruitful, right? Go is an active word because God is calling us to go and, and, be, and make an impact. Make an impact to the people and to the nations. And it's, it's not a, a passive word, right? It's not a nonchalant word. It's, it's an active word, which means it requires action for us to do something, something that needs to be seen and felt, not an invisible action. Because when you're actually doing something, people actually see it, right? It's visible and it's tangible. So action, when you do something, it leads to fruitfulness, which is seen by people, not just by cushion, but talk to people outside of the church. Talk about God outside of a Sunday morning. Because when we talk about Jesus on a Sunday morning, I think everybody knows. But it's very easy. But it's different when you talk to someone about Jesus outside of a Sunday setting. Uh, make disciples. Let's teach others about what we know. Teach others what we know about Jesus. Tell others about Jesus. Because nowadays, people have a tendency to just talk about our denominations, right? Or the church that we belong to. Or the church leader that we go to. 
But when we do that, we completely, completely miss the big picture. Talk about Jesus. That's what we need to talk about. We need to talk about Jesus, not our denomination. We want to make disciples of Jesus, right? Not a disciple of Catholics, not a disciple of Baptists, not a disciple of, uh, I don't know, Lutherans. Disciples of Jesus, not disciple of John Piper, not a disciple of Bill Johnson. Disciples of Jesus. And that's what we need to talk about. And I, I understand that because that's a fallback is a lot of people would say, yeah, I'm a Catholic or I'm a non-denomination, non-denomination Christian. So what have you? Talk about Jesus. That's what we should talk about. Tell people about what Jesus means to us. Share from our own personal experience and from our knowledge of the word and who he is. A denomination or a local church cannot save people. I hope that's not a surprise to you guys. A church cannot save people. A denomination cannot save people. A church leader cannot save people. No matter how incredible. Billy Graham cannot save anyone. We can't and shouldn't be competing with other organizations out there because, I'll be honest with you, there are many, many fun, interesting, exciting organizations out there. We cannot compete with any of them. We don't want to compete with any of them. Salvation can only be found in Jesus. Talk about Jesus. Share about Jesus. Not about the denomination that we belong to. Talk about Jesus. Because usually when you talk about Jesus, you will see a strong reaction from people. Trust me. When you talk about a, a denomination, people will just, okay, sure, what up? But when you bring up the name of Jesus, that's what it means when there's power in the name of Jesus. So talk about Jesus and don't miss the big picture. We invite people to church so then they can learn about Jesus. But don't just tell them about the denominations. I think you guys get the point, right? So go to the end of the earth. That means be adventurous. Step outside of our comfort zone. We don't need to physically move somewhere like you know, people did in the old days or live in the middle of nowhere. It's in the boonies because there's really no one to disciples. Um, it just meant to be pioneering in our spirit. Be pioneering in our heart. Be adventurous in our hearts and in our minds. Like pioneering as in see things through a spiritual eyes. See things that most people cannot see in the practical. Because what we see, we want to tell people and, and, and do the things that God has set before us versus practically. When you look in the practical, we'll always see obstacles. Always. Always going to be, man, I'm not old enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not wealthy enough. Uh, I'm not qualified enough. It's always going to be those things. But when we see with the spiritual eyes and see the things that God has God set before us, you will see things in a different way. Become non-complacent about you know, being adventurous. Don't look at a plan with a temporary perspective. Don't plan with, okay, well, I'm going to work so I can get paid in two weeks. Yeah, that's true, but don't plan your life around that. Plan with an eternal perspective, long term. What's going to happen 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now? What's going to happen 50 years from now? What's going to happen to my children, my children's children? What are they going to know? How am, what am I going to pass to them instead of, well, I'll tell you, kid, I get up, I went to work, I came home. I don't want to teach you that. No, we want to teach them so much more, right? Live for something. Live for something that's so much bigger than ourselves. Yes. Having a vision. Okay, I, I promised I, I, I was going to go away from that. But. So that's what God called us to be when he said the Great Commission. So he called us to, make this, to go and make disciples. So go 
in how it applies to us is go and bring Jesus, share about Jesus, and bring restoration to others, those around us. Because at some point in our lives, speaking for myself, at some point in our lives, we have received salvation because others, someone have obeyed God and shared the good news to us, right? To me. So now God is calling us to do the same thing. It's go, share the gospel. Let's do the same to others of what the others have done to us. So not only that, it's the only one thing that Jesus had commissioned us to do. And when I say commission us, not just people at restoration, but people everywhere, everywhere, in all churches, everywhere, that is to go and tell people about the one true living God. So sharing the good news is not a duty of a Jesus followers. I want to stress it's a privilege. It is an incredible privilege. Right? When we share the good news about God's kingdom, we invite people into God's kingdom. We play a role in helping, helping set people free from generational sins, help bring supernatural healing, uh, uh, help people break free from, from physical pain, emotional pain, um, uh, mental pain, and help people experience eternal life and see with an eternal perspective, not for them, not only for them, but for their children and their children's children and the many generations that come after that. So that's what we need to look at, and that's why it's important to have a vision for what God has given to us and to our families and our kids and the kids, many kids after that. Um, so anyway, that's why I was saying that it's not just a duty, but it's a privilege that God has given us this privilege to play a role in helping set people free, to rescue people from the pending eternal death not only for them, they might not even know that, but we do that not only for them, but also for their children and the many generations that come after them. So again, I wanna encourage all of us, myself included, to not be shy or timid or embarrassed when sharing about Jesus. When we share about Jesus, it's not bragging, bragging about what we have done or bragging about if we're better or if we're more special. We're talking when we share about Jesus, we're talking about Jesus. We're bragging about Jesus. We're lifting him up. We're glorifying Jesus. We're acknowledging that he is our Lord and our Savior, and he's the one that, that changed our lives. He's the one that blessed us. He's the one that's directing us, and he's the one that rescued us. So when we share about Jesus, it's not about us. It's all about him. And also, I, I want to take a minute to encourage you guys to, I have experienced this, so I want to share from a personal experience, so, so don't take it like a, 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 what's the term, rebuking. Don't stop after it didn't go well, or it was not received well the first time, in terms of when you share the gospel. Again, it's not about us. It's not about us. The people probably don't want to hear, or listen, or just not ready. Don't take it personal or be sensitive because it's not about you or me. Remember, it's all about Jesus. When we talk about Jesus, it's all about Jesus. And Jesus, he's been so much more than deaf ears. He's went through so much more for us. So he's not offended. When he's not offended, we shouldn't be offended either. And we shouldn't take it personally. Just remember, it's not about us. It's not about me. I tell myself that all the time. I tell my kids that all the time, too. I know sometimes they're sick of hearing that. 
It's not about me. It's all about Jesus. Keep that in mind. So hopefully that will help us to realize that, hey, when I go and share the gospel, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. So actively go and share. When we do this, in addition to the other the two values that we'll get into for the next two weeks, we will get, we, again, as a reminder, all of us, we will get closer and closer to our destination of, of glorifying Jesus everywhere. That is our vision. That's a vision for restoration for everyone here. So remember, and I want to remind you guys, it's not Hugh's vision. It's not our vision. It's our vision that God has given us at restoration, and together, we can get, to there, get there, but only if we do that together. And I can talk more in terms of the importance of the local church and how we can move together. Um, I want to end by summarizing some of the practicals that I have shared this morning for how we can uh, apply this, this, this value of advancing his kingdom, right? Number one, advancing the kingdom is for everyone. That's a reminder not just for the leaders or the people at restoration. It's not just for, um, it's for everyone at restoration. Actually, it's for everyone worldwide, everyone who knows Jesus. Um, God wants to work through us, each and every one of us, even, even the little kids, even the little kids. Because when they come to know Jesus, it's through their own personal revelation, Right? They didn't come to know Jesus. I use my kids as an example. They didn't come to know Jesus because I've been telling them, hey, you got to do this, do that, accept Jesus, otherwise you're going to get 10 spanking. It doesn't work that way. It's through their own personal revelations. So they, they can share that too because it doesn't matter what age we are. I'm, I'm not saying there's pressure you have, you have to, but it's for everyone. Encourage everyone to share the good news and understand what it is that they have, the personal relationship that that each of us have with Jesus, because God wants to work through all of us. Be transparent with people around us. Neighbors, family members, coworkers, friends. You know, we use this term often here, talk the talk and walk the walk. So don't compartmentalize our lives, as in, don't act like this on Sunday morning, from nine to five, act a certain way. When we get home, act a certain way. On Saturday, act a certain way. Be transparent. Let Jesus be the center and the focus in all aspects of our lives. Let people know who he is. At least that way, we can share with others about who Jesus is. So be ready and willing to share our personal relationship with Jesus, our personal revelation. Don't just share the things that you hear from me this morning. It's your own personal relationship with Jesus. Be discerned about when to share, and be bold to share that when it's time. Um, if, if you know me, I don't recommend anyone to go walk around and yelling and screaming down the street that they're going to go to hell and believe in Jesus. I don't believe in that. Maybe some people, that's okay. But for me, I feel there's a time and a place we've got to trust the Holy Spirit to present and bring up the opportunity. But be prepared. Be ready. Be ready to do that. Uh, in the business setting, for those of you who don't know, I work full-time also, um, there's a, a term that we use have an elevator speech of your job, of what you do. That means two minutes, you know, you know how long you're in the elevator, maybe 30 seconds. Talk about what you do and your job occupations and, and what have you. So it's the same thing. Be prepared to share that just a little bit. 
Because if people are responsive, you can talk more. If not, we can move on. Um, I'm not saying that you need to do that all the time, but I just a, a tip to help us be prepared to share in the situation that we will need to. Um, and lastly, number four, be ready and willing to invite people to church so they can learn more about Jesus. It's good that we share, but we want them to learn more about who Jesus is, right? Because otherwise, there are so many other teachings out there. Just like what uh, Tara was saying, there's so many teachings out there. Invite them to come to church so they can learn from scriptures. What is the Bible said about relationship? What does the Bible say about living with integrity? And what does the Bible say about a local church? What does the Bible say about worship and what have you? So they can learn more of who Jesus is through by being an active member of a local church, which we'll go through next week and talk more about why it's important. Why did Jesus establish the local church? I know there are some people who don't believe in that out there, but biblically, that is incorrect. We all need to be a part of a local church. I don't see anywhere in here that's saying, well, you can do whatever you want. That's not true, right? Uh, I, I'm, I'm just really going off script here. Um, but anyway, so that's what I have for today. I just feel like there's so much more, uh, but I'm going to cut out the rest uh, and spare you guys. Um, but anyway, so just want to encourage you guys, when we do those practical things, those practical tips, this will help us to get closer and closer to our destination for restoration, which is to glorify Jesus everywhere. That will help us to move into different spheres of influence. There are people who... I work in the insurance industry. I think none of you guys do insurance, right? I alone can reach people in the insurance industry. The same thing as, uh, uh, as a teacher. We have a teacher? Or someone in, there you go. Oh, yes, as a teacher. There's a sphere of influence that not all of us can reach and impact. So 